1: Hi, everyone, and welcome to the number one COVID-19 vaccine show in the world. The COVID-19 vaccine show, and I'm excited to welcome to the program, Dr. Mark Hayden. Dr. Mark, you know, we are seeing a spike in cases across the country, in specific parts of the country where there are many people who are vaccinated. And we are living almost in a stage before the vaccine where we had social distance, wear masks, uh, limit crowd sizes, cancel events like the NBA, NHL, college football games are canceled. The NFL games are canceled. It seems like we're almost going back to 2020 in like a time warp of 2021 was about all the good and great And 2021 was bringing us back to a a better lifestyle to live. And now we look at 2022 like it might be 2020. What do we have to, to see from this situation? 30
2: million unvaccinated South Africans that only developed mild symptoms that were not quarantined prove that vaccination was not necessary to escape Omicron without intubation, ventilation, hospitalization, period. We should not Fear Omicron if you have an adequate immune response. Adequate immune response is based on intimate knowledge of the virus by your immune system. When you inject an IM vaccine, you do not produce a mucosal response by itself. You still transmit. When you inject an IM vaccine, the virus only stays around a few hours or a few days and is quickly absorbed. When it grows in your intestines, COVID grows for a week, two weeks, and it is now known very well that natural immunity is much longer lasting and much better protection than vaccination that is IM. Now. In South Africa, 65% of the population, which is over 30 million South Africans, had no vaccine. And yet they only had mild symptoms with Omicron. That is not because Omicron was a weak COVID vaccine. It is because they had developed secretly natural immunity from it being on their food. Because there was so much community spread in South Africa, the the immune systems of the people that were not vaccinated were still exposed to COVID on their food, on their drinks, on their pizza, on their plates. It was at the grocery store, it was everywhere they shopped and it got in their mouth and it reached the receptors in the GI tract and they developed hidden occult immunity without having any serum antibody response. Now, is that amazing? No, it's not. It was known from the first live virus that was given in polio vaccine using a live virus that many of the children did not develop serum antibodies but were still immune. It was known from polio that taking live virus would, would grow for days or weeks in the gut. And it was known in polio that the vast majority of, of cases were just intestinal cases and that very little paralysis occurred except in one out of 200 cases. The number of people who have had GI exposure is enormous. Now in this country where there has been a lot, and I mean, a lot of community exposure has been largely in what is called rebel red states, where people took off their mask and they exhaled virus. They exhaled the virus at their grocery store. They exhaled it at the, at the, when they worked at the Pizza Hut. They exhaled it when they worked at Subway. And people who ate that, are you still there? Yes, I'm listening. People who ate that virus repeatedly for days and weeks and months developed their own immunity based on gut exposure. Correct. Okay. Now, the people, the government, the CDC never did one study, not even one paid study on natural immunity. And that is because the CDC wanted you hooked only on vaccines that could be regulated by the CDC
1: for Fauci and his friends. So so that Mark. they could make billions of dollars exactly as their personal slaves. But see, it, and there's no way to stop it. There's no way to stop that machine because the media is bought out, Fox is bought out, everyone's bought out, and a big pharma can control the world in certain aspects, it sounds like. Yes, but eventually, here's how the spin is already shifting.
2: You can keep some of the people stupid some of the time, but you can't keep all of the people dumb all of the time. And once people understand that 30 million South Africans weathered Omicron without a vaccine and had no hospitalizations, no intubation. The only way to explain that is that natural immunity protected those 30 million people without vaccination in South Africa. You are seeing the same trend in the Ukraine that they're saying, hey, get and you're seeing that same trend in the United States. Here's how. The rules begin to change. Suddenly, isolation shifts from 10 days to to seven days to five days. Guess what? Very soon. Here's my prediction. Within a month or two months, there will be no isolation
1: at all. It will be just like South Africa, where there is no quarantining whatsoever. Well, Mark, they're not going to do that because they're pushing now saying it's Delta, not Omicron, only in the United States. That's the, new, the newest uh, news out there that they're saying that, Well, we we're wrong. It's not Omicron. It's Delta. Delta is the one having the big push and the big thing, while Europe's saying it's Omicron. While, so you, I, I believe there'll be a rebellion with the unvaccinated, which is 40% of the Americans. And then- here's, here's what you're likely
2: to see. If you look at the death curve on South Africa, and we covered that a week ago, right? The death curve is spiking up in South Africa because they lack community exposure. And because they lack community exposure, they have no natural resistance. Originally, vaccination was only a supplement for naturally acquired community exposure. And that is the way it should have been presented. It was not presented that way because they wanted to sell people a product right when you introduce billions of dollars in profit and profit that goes into corporate media our media
1: is controlled by big corporations yes. that are there to make money is fox news one of them even though fox we, is a lot of the conservatives push to say go to fox is that controlled by big pharma if they take ads
2: if they need revenue from Pfizer and Moderna, if you look at on a, a network and they are running ads from big pharmaceutical companies, they're part of the little pharmaceutical brotherhood. Right. Now, my, pe- my peers in the medical industry will say, Dr. Hayden, it's not very professional to imply that media that does advertising and takes advertising dollars from pharmacies can be biased. But here's the reality. Everybody, you cannot trust news systems. News systems do not guarantee, commercial news systems, do not guarantee the truthfulness of their statements. They do not have to disclose conflicts of interest. They do not, and what you have seen for the last year and a half to two years since the start of this pandemic, is that the media has turned to, quote, experts from the CDC that were influenced heavily by big pharma. Yes. That's where they got their information and advice. They did not get their information and advice from people like me who actually experimented and
1: took live virus. live virus. Okay. So what you're seeing is you're saying that the United States is going to be the first people that decide it's going to be herd immunity. You're seeing it in specific States in the United States that have chosen they're not going to follow these guidelines. I think the highest number of cases is Washington D.C. and New York, where it's the highest percent are vaccinated. the The argument's going to be lost at one point in time. And yes, people, and in
2: fact, when Biden came on TV and he said this is a state problem,
1: Biden is that sounded admiring, like that's not like a Republican there saying it's a state problem. Yeah. That's right. And so when Biden admits
2: on TV. And he's just reading a script that's written for him. He, he, he probably, hopefully, he reads what his advisors write for.
1: All right. So we'll keep that's that to other political commentator, you, Mark, because, again, we have such people that come here to see what's next in COVID. And we're, again, the number one uh, COVID show in the world. Now, here's the, the one other thing I wanted to jump on. The uh, this is the final push at the end of the year for pharmaceutical. And what are they doing if we say there's a pandemic and everyone's getting COVID? Everyone is getting tested. We could have ended this pandemic in two in 2020, if we would have done the testing that other countries did, like China, like, no. you don't think so? It wouldn't have ended. absolutely not. Okay, so right, let me, do you agree. There's a big feel- testing push now
2: in China. There was almost no community spread because they had such tight population control
1: that many neighborhoods in China had not one single. So what country does well with testing and 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 I guess uh, treating covid? What country would you rank number one?
2: You know, ironically, now this is look at your numbers If you look at the total death rate in South Africa, right today, after two years of COVID, the total death rate related to COVID, which is probably high, not not too high, not even accurate, because it doesn't include comorbidities. The total death rate in South Africa is one out of one out of 650 people, which is really, almost like two years of bad flu. The, co- the total death rate is not that high in South Africa. They got, South Africa succeeded and did not have to do a lockdown based on natural immunity from prior waves. Now, I have never advocated inha- that the public should inhale COVID. Have I ever in- advocated that need? No. Have I advocated that the public should eat COVID and drink COVID.
1: Yes, we have to ask a physician first. Yes,
2: but eating and drinking COVID is very safe. I've done it five times myself. And it was this accidental exposure that caused natural immunity at a partial degree to thrive in the community. And now, because Omicron ran throughout the entire community of South Africa, Without killing hardly anybody, the number, the actual death rate is very, very low. And now almost everybody in South Africa has well known, well proven,
1: acknowledged natural immunity. So if you're vaccinated, right. What if you're vaccinated, do you have a more of a chance of getting hospitalized, in your opinion, or not? I would say that if you're vaccinated at this point,
2: During the acute phase, you probably have slightly less if you're in certain high-risk groups. Is it really useful to get vaccinated with the Moderna? Minimal or Pfizer, minimal, minimal gains at this point. Will it be pushed based on fear porn? Because here's here's the story. There are two types of people in the U.S., and we are going to broadly classify them. There are the vaccinated. When the vaccinated survive Omicron, the vaccinated group will tend to say, look, I did turn positive in my mouth, and I hate the government for taking a vaccine where I still turned positive. However, the people who are va- vaccinated, part of them will still believe that the government protected them. The unvaccinated people will say, look, I didn't need that vaccine after all. They will owe no debt of of gratitude or to their central government. One of the reasons for the vaccine programs around the world was to maintain population control in a time of economic crisis. That economic crisis next year may very much intensify as i have told you on this show neil the russians ain't joking big things are coming in eastern europe big changes ahead the chinese and russians will will likely form one very solid trading block and the, and many many will join them economic hard times are ahead and economic turbulence and it was felt to be in the us national interest to solidify the general public under a vaccination program. There were Marines who were fired from refusing to receive vaccines. Those Marines were healthy. It did them no good. However, they were asked to be vaccinated to be team players. It was not about saving those individuals. And in fact, ships are now with the Navy are still blocked because massive numbers of infections on ships. So guess what? what there, the, the vaccination program of the U.S. served a political interest and it served the financial interests of the big vaccine companies. And really did that. Now, this will, should be scary, Neil. Right. U.S. intelligence knew that China was breaking away from the U.S. This was apparent at least three years ago when the U.S. started doing sanctions against Huawei. And then right after that, when the U.S. anticipates a political breakup, an economic breakup with Russia and China, suddenly we get the pandemic. The pandemic was an excuse for the U.S. government to increase social control, take control of the churches, take control of political assembly, train people to lose their rights and submit. Submit, why? Based on fear. Have I ever asked you to submit on fear, Neil? No. Do I do fear porn? No. Do I do COVID porn? No. Okay. COVID porn is not my specialty. I I have contacted the Chinese government and asked them to embark on a program of natural immunity using live coronavirus to protect themselves during the Beijing Olympics. I don't know whether they will do that or not. Now, this is what I I predict. Even though death and ventilations and morbidity from Omicron will be extremely low, lower than ever in January, all the way through the Olympics, that is not true in China unless China develops an immunity based on natural exposure to the GI tract using live virus. Okay. Now, this will be a little bit... Im- it is, it's better late than never. Exactly. And, and we discussed these things over a year ago. And really, had the Chinese government been able to succeed with total isolation, they would have stuck with total isolation and testing. The problem is, is that sooner or later, the Omicron became so well aerosolized that it was aerosolized as good as measles, and that when they have a breakout in China, if they do not have natural immunity, vast 1% of the Chinese population could face which the is more talent.
1: So, which is prediction million. finishing up, you have this final finish up, Mark. Again, okay. today's title, again, we shouldn't fear COVID. I mean, we should not fear Omicron. We yes. should, we should okay. go about our lives, because soon this is going to be over, or hopefully it will be over and yes. we should when, push when the you, natural okay. immunity eat covid drink covid get your physician's permission to eat drink covid uh, there, there goes a, there goes a documentary eat drink covid there you go mark yeah. okay right. so, so here's my yeah. here here is
2: my my recommendations if you have anxiety go get a bird feeder and feed some sparrows and when you see the sparrows, realize that sparrows have viruses too. There are bird viruses.
1: Did you know that, Neil? There's bird viruses? No, I, I did. I think I did know there's bird viruses, but I'm not a bird dog. Yeah, you've grow. heard of the bird flu, right? I'm not a zoologist. You, heard bird flu? you ever heard of bird yeah, I've flu? I've heard of bird flu, yeah, it's come out for okay. sure. Yeah. Anyway,
2: there are bird viruses. God protects sparrows using natural immunity. God protected 30 million South Africans who only had mild symptoms with Omicron, who now have a stronger immune system than ever without getting vaccinated. La-di-da, okay? <laughs> okay, however, Jesus said, if you look at the sparrows, not one falls unless it is the will of God. That God has the very hair, hairs of your head are numbered. Do not be afraid, you are worth much more than two sparrows. Natural immunity was not given by me. I did not invent the concept of natural immunity. However, God gave natural immunity to the peasants of South Africa, the United Kingdom, and the United States that were unvaccinated. God protected them and they owe their thanks and debt of gratitude to God. My days are numbered and Neil, your days are numbered. Do justice to your fellow man, do charity and love your neighbor. Pray for the Chinese, for the people of China. And Pray for those who have AIDS, who will have, who may have a problem with Omicron. Be prepared that you are likely to have flu-like symptoms and a common cold with Omicron. The only people who may not get any symptoms, a lot of people may have no symptoms at all, but most of the people are going to be positive. At any rate,
1: Yes. That's that's the message for today. And that's our news. And so next week, patent rules. We'll look at 2022 for the patent, right? Are you close? Yes. And and, and I apologize. Look, I have paid
2: for weeks and weeks. Uh, I have never seen this much trouble getting a patent done in the U.S.
1: Uh, Hey, because you're you're the only one that has the truth. I went on Clubhouse. Well, no, I mean,
2: the truth is that the truth is out there for people who want to seek it. But if all people are seeking is money, then they, they will think that they don't need the truth. They've got mo- enough money that it doesn't matter. Okay. And
1: that's the problem at the CDC. All right. Well, thanks again, Mark. That was Dr. Mark Hayden, COVID-19 Vaccine Show. We will talk in 2022, guys. Take care. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Mike Villardi Show. I'm excited to welcome Mike Villardi. Mike, what's going on, man? How are you? Hey, great, Neil. How are you? I'm doing great. And uh, I guess the, we, the chaos continues, right? With Omicron and uh, what's happening and everyone now flights being canceled. Not the right time of year for it to happen, is it? I
3: have the perfect guest. Mr. Michael Letts He's a police officer. He's president of Invest USA. We're going to talk about that. And I'm going to let him talk about what New York state has planned. If they pass this, uh, this bill on January 5th, 2022. Mike, I'm gonna give you the
0: floor. Well, it's an honor to be here with you today and there's a lot to talk about. Uh, quite frankly, you mentioned New York. Here's the catastrophe that's pending. There is a bill that's already been pre-filed we debated the first week of January by the New York legislature, which will allow the governor to be able to designate and open up camps that we call them concentration camps. It's one of the same. here's why we use the word concentration camps. These camps will specifically be for the purpose of those who are unvaccinated or those who the governor think pose a risk to the rest of society. And that's very open language. You simply taking a position against the vaccine and publicizing that would pose a risk in their opinion to the general health because you're discouraging others from doing the same. So you would be sent to one of these camps. You would immediately be forced to take the vaccination. They're held up for a minimum of six months, possibly longer. And so their goal is very simple: it's to simply send out a message that you're going to get the vaccine whether you like it or not. You can do it the easy way or you can do it the hard way. The hard way is the government will come get you, put you in a camp so that you lose your employment, you lose your family, and force you to take it anyway. Or you can just do what the government tells you. Now, that's going to be just as bad as it was in Nazi Germany. And I can tell you this, uh, my grandfather landed on uh, Omaha Beach on June the 6th of 1944, fought all the way to the Ardennes, was captured in the Battle of the Bulge, and held in a concentration camp, to liberation in May of 1945. And we do not want to see that ever happen anywhere in the world again, especially here in the United States. And that's where we're headed, unless we sound the alarm and do something and do it relatively quickly.
1: Yeah, and that's just, that's ridiculously crazy. Were they going to give a warning before you go to the concentration camp? If you don't take the vaccine, you better do it now or else we're coming to get you and take you from your house, especially if you're voicing. So as part of the process, meaning if you are outrageously or not, or speaking out against it, or is it even if you're not vaccinated and you refuse to be vaccinated, what do you, what do you think the wording and verbiage would be to be pulled out?
0: Well, actually, what their first worry is so that they can sell this, is if you're not vaccinated, you pose an imminent threat to public safety and public health. Secondary language in there that if the governor or his, but you pose a risk a public health, a public safety risk, then they also have the ability to do the same thing. So they're going to get you coming and going either way. You will, if you're not vaccinated, you will be vaccinated. If you are vaccinated, but you think you made a bad choice and you want to speak out against it, they will pose you as a risk to public health and safety and put you in this concentration camp and continue the treatment. I.e., what it very clearly says in the legislation is not just you get vaccinated one time, you do whatever they deem necessary, booster shots, whatever they deem, so they can hold you for quite some period of time.
1: Wow.
3: This is the end times like never before. I I can't believe it's going down like this here in America, though.
0: I can't believe either. And quite frankly, I know the vast majority, when I say vast majority, I'm willing to say at least 80 to 90 percent of Americans would be appalled to think that we are going the same way as Nazi Germany and would definitely oppose such measures. Now, the key question is how many are willing to just say they oppose it and how many are willing to take action? Uh, I think that's something we're kind of finding out. We're navigating our way day by day to see what the general temperature of the public is.
1: The system, the the situation is, Mike, and I'm going to go to Mike, back to Michael as well, is that that I watch CNN to get what the next agenda is. I knew this was happening once Omicron came on about. We did not get the percentage of vaccination (laughs) that uh, the current president wanted, which is 100%. It had 69%. That's not enough, especially because then we're going to look like fools if ever the, it continues to not disappear two years later and the, people keep getting vaccinated. So you blame the 31% that are not vaccinated. And right. so to do that, they thought, well, let's make this virus so spreadable that even the vaccine doesn't work and blame the unvaccinated for it. So that was the plan. The next plan is, well, we're going to make it so contagious. We can't, we're overflooded flooded with tests, people all fearful, especially in areas where they're treating it like this is the end of the world as we know it. And then the outcry of the 69% is we're going to go after the unvaccinated. We're going to report them. We're going to tell them they're not doing it. And we're going to kind of dig deep. And then, then there's going to be these kind of things. If it doesn't happen in New York, it's going to happen in California. If it doesn't happen in California, it's going to happen in another uh, Democratic state. Just because the blame, Michael and Mike, is the unvaccinated. We have to have a scapegoat that this has not ended. We cannot allow this to be political where we'll blame Uh, President Biden, or we're going to blame Dr. Anthony Fauci. We have to have a scapegoat. The scapegoat is the unvaccinated, which again, makes no sense at all, unless somebody medically can explain this to me, that people, the the unvaccinated should stay away. Well, if you're vaccinated, you still can spread the virus. You still can bring it to other people. And the unvaccinated are not going to get the vaccinated hurt at all. You're protected to a certain level, meaning you're not going to be hospitalized. You're not going to do different things. It's not as safe as maybe HCQ or ivermectin or just hurt our national immunity. But based on that, you're putting a situation that somebody is going to be the fall guy. And Mike and Mike, I can't believe I got Mike and Mike in the morning today. uh, Or (laughs) Afternoon. It's true. So I want both of your responses to this. Mike, go ahead.
3: Well, listen, Neil, this is horrific because in a state like New York, what they're saying (laughs) is two things. In New York City, you can't even get a slice of pizza without having a vaccination card. They're arresting people for not having the vaccination cards. Yet that's where the spread is. So it seems like the, the breakout is among the vaccinated and not the unvaccinated. And how could... How could someone that's not vaccinated spread this unless they have it? If they get sick, they get sick. If they don't, they don't. It makes no sense. Zero sense.
0: Oh, you're exactly right, Mike. And I think what they despise mostly about me is I pose this question all across the country. If this truly were a health public safety crisis and that were the issue, there would be no exceptions. Uh, When you had polio, when you had smallpox, et cetera. Everyone is who they pushed to make sure was vaccinated. And this particular segment with COVID-19, the White House, all of its staff, Congress, all of its right. staff, the drug manufacturers, all of their staff, and the illegal immigrants, thousands upon thousands a day point across the border, who are not required to even be tested for the, the uh for COVID-19. So we know it's a hoax, we know it's it's a sham because if It really were about public safety. You'd be doing everything necessary to protect the public. This is simply about a matter of power and control. It is simply a move by an ideological party to control the rest of us. And, you know, we fought against that 200 years ago. I believe in America they're willing to do it again.
3: Well, I I just want to show you something. This is, is, I don't know if you could focus in on this or see this. This is Joe, they got Joe Biden taking $3.8 billion dollars and broad money from countries like China and Russia. All right. He totally sold out the country.
1: That's the National Enquirer, Mike.
3: The National Enquirer. That's right.
1: Wow. So, no. wow. So, see, that's a that's a liberal rag, isn't it?
3: No, it's a conservative paper more than a liberal.
1: I didn't know National Enquirer was. Okay. and, and It's
3: so a conservative paper. And that's why I get it, actually. Um, and they actually have some pretty good information, believe it or not. They really do. Uh, The point is, like Michael said, if this was really a health crisis, the first people that should be mandated to get it with the White House staff, they're exempt. Congress, they're exempt. Post office, they're exempt because of their unions. And of course, anybody coming in through the border, you'd want to immediately vaccinate before you let them into the country. So this is nothing more than a diabolical scheme to do people harm and control them. And the stuff they're putting in that vaccination is going to change who you are as a person. Immediately after getting the the booster shot, um, one of my friends, as you know, died five days later. People are dying. They're documenting the deaths and all the issues that have come as a result of this so-called vaccine.
0: Now, I think it's very interesting, Mike, because what they say is they're trying to push the position if you get the vaccination, you're guaranteed not to die from it. Right. And that's such a fallacy. I mean, you know, the majority of people die from it now have had the vaccine. Exactly. All right, and so- they dying from
3: a lot of other things, issues they never had until they took, a va- until they took the vaccine.
1: Correct. All right. All right. So, looking at this, Michael, if this passes, why isn't this not on the news? Why aren't we hearing about these camps? This is happening in Europe. We know this. Australia has these camps. Australia has these camps, ladies and gentlemen. It's not a lie. And in certain places in Europe. So why aren't we hearing that New York's considering this?
0: Well, A, it's not part of their narrative. And they're not ready to release that just yet. Why do I say they're not ready to release it just yet? They have one major impediment that they were not counting. And that is first responders' response. There are hundreds of thousands of us across the country that are saying no and hell no to taking the vaccination. We're supposed to be the group that's implementing and helping them round up the people and implement their policies. And if we're not willing to take it ourselves, you know good and well, they're not gonna be able to go in and force anybody else to do the same. So they're doing their best right now to put this on the back burner, even though it's being considered in January, and find out what they can do to bring the rest of those health workers, first responders, into compliance. You know what they've done. They've taken a the position that if you don't get the vaccination, you're terminated along with all your retirement, your benefits. You basically give up everything.
1: Are you that's me? not working yet either. So retirement no and benefits too? You lose? That's correct. You lose everything. You lose the retirement you already saved up for. It's gone. That is just gone. So if you've got, in my case, 32 years,
0: you're way past your retirement age. You don't get the vaccination. You walk out the door it's gone. You lose it all.
1: You walk with nothing but the clothes on your back. So what do you do, Michael? Because you, you, you're speaking out against us. Did you have to get vaccinated? I know you don't have to nope. disclose that.
0: Put it, put it this way. I, I've been very vocal and vocal enough to where they have they are strongly suggesting, but they have not taken the position that we have to be vaccinated. It's up to, you know, the federal government, Biden has taken a position that all federal workers have to be vaccinated. Right. And he's encouraging the state and local governments to do the same. Some are following suit. Some are not. Even those that are following suit, when you when you push back on and say, hell no, I'm not going to do it, and I'll walk if I have to, they're having to give second pause to doing that. Because understand that if you have hundreds of thousands of first responders walk off the job, the country falls into chaos immediately. There is no more law enforcement. There is no more law and order. There are no more 911 responders for EMS. There are no firefighters responders. So we create a national crisis they didn't think they were going to have to have that issue. So they're still trying to calculate how we get around that. Of course, like I said, their attempt now is force coercion. In other words, you're going to lose it all if you don't comply. That's not working. It's not working. As I said, Americans are just not cut that way. I mean, we just have never done that in history. And so their antics to try to force us to do something is not working. So they're trying to fall back and create another scenario. And I'm not sure what they're going to come up with. Probably offer some kind of incentive, make you a multimillionaire if you agree to take the vaccine. I don't know. But um, it's not working. And I don't think anything they come up with will work for them.
1: Mike, any other thought? Well, it's absolutely frightening
3: that this could happen in America. And, and the other thought is the thing that bothers me, especially about New York, is the voter fraud that's there. Yes. As I told you, one of my, one of my friends... You know, his father was a Democrat, registered Democrat, and he might have been too, but they vote Republican a lot of times. And he went to vote and he noticed that his father had signed in and voted. And he said to the guy, that's not my father's signature. The guy said, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. He said, "But you don't understand, my father's been dead for five years. So if you're registered as a Democrat, they'll vote for you even though you're dead. Correct. Which which makes it a one-party state almost because all the Democrats are always coming out 100%, whether they're dead or alive.
0: Well, Mike, you raise a good point and put it this way. They have the system so well oiled in Greece. That's why the mail in ballots are so important, that no. unless we change the election system, there will never be another fair election in this country, no. which is why I exhort people. They say, look, just settle back. The Democrats are screwing it up well enough. Give us another two years. We'll retake the White House. We'll retake Congress. My point is that may be the will of the people but the will of right. people will make no difference anymore because they have everything situated, that they will control the outcome, of the elections. It has to be exposed now and we have to take action. I tell this all across the country, folks, the best thing you can do is first of all, you need to support your first responders because right now we know the government does not have our back. We're no. being used as political pods, pawn- but quite frankly, we're not sure what the public, if they have our back or not. So reaffirm to your first responders, Hey, appreciate your service. I'm with you. I'm supporting you. If I can do anything to make sure you have proper equipment to do your job, I'll help you do what I can. But then I say the other thing, the second vital point, make sure you're armed and know how to use it because the day is not coming. It has arrived where you will have to help defend our first responders and yourself because there's going to to be some major changes in this country if we're going to succeed as a democracy.
3: Well, you know, Stalin said it best. He said it's not who votes that counts, it's who counts the votes that count.
0: That that is correct.
3: And that's what you're seeing here. Statistically, it was impossible for for Donald Trump to lose the 2020 election
1: with the results
3: as of election night. Okay. But he did. Now, of course, it helped that all the Confederate soldiers and all the Union soldiers, you know, got out of their graves and voted together through mail in ballots for Joe Biden and Joe Biden alone.
0: OK, that
3: was in truly. I mean, he, he really showed that he was able to bring unity to everybody and just bringing them up out of the grave and voting. He's
1: a, he's a miracle worker.
3: Yes, he, he really so, is.
1: So let me let's talk about this, Mike. You know, what about President Trump now saying the vaccine? He's pushing the vaccine. Is that going to hurt him for 2024? Yes, of course. Personally, I think it
0: does. Uh, yeah. I, I think, you know, it's just a point. Yeah. I understood to begin with, you know, you're at the center of the attention the panic, the country's in a panic because of the national media. We're all going to die if something's not done. I understand you're taking the narrative and attempting to do something with it. But once you have clearly been able to establish that the narrative is false and is based on the proposition to cause us to react out of fear, I am uh, disappointed that uh, you would continue to push that, network, that uh, rhetoric. I just don't think it's necessary. But I do think it could, hurts him.
3: But this, this could be his biggest coup because mostly Democrats are getting vaccinated.
0: That's true. And, and I will tell you this, Mike and, and Neil, there's no question, if you look at even the uh, uh, NHS the, and, you, and the uh, CDC, there are a lot of cases that they're not putting out there. There are people that are dying or having severe reactions. So if we have enough of them, it, they uh, won't be around to vote, will
1: they? No, so if... Donald Trump has a stake in the vaccine, Mike. That's the biggest problem. So who do we put out as Republican in 2024 to explain to people who knows there could be conspiracy. Trump could have been a a facade. I don't know. It's very interesting in this process. And he could have wanted that to happen on January 6th to give the Republicans lose their luster. Who do you run, Mike, if against Trump if people don't based on this vaccine because if he pushes the vaccine and then that's all that he really looks like a Democrat now.
0: He he does and I think that is a very interesting scenario that you paint, Neil, because while there's some strong contenders out there, quite frankly, I think the polls show that Trump would win two to one in a primary. So I think what we have to do now is put things into a box where you're boxed in and find out specifically, you know, why the president, why Trump took that position and why he refuses to to uh, back down from it now, knowing the evidence that we see
1: available. Mike, does he have a stake in it because he was the one that pushed out the operation at the beginning? Warp well,
3: speed? It's possible. I don't, I don't really truly understand it, but I'll tell you this. What's going to depend on 2024 is 2022. Now, Correct. my understanding is they might want to put, if, they, if we take back the Congress, which we definitely should, they could make Trump the Speaker of the House.
0: Take. That's correct. You do not have to be a member of Congress to be the right. Speaker of the House, the Speaker of the majority can decide its own Speaker.
3: Okay. So now you combine that with what the Democrats are planning. Now, my understanding is that they have no intention to let Joe Biden be president on January 1st, 2023. So before that happens, they're going to get Kamala out by March or, March or April. She's right. being atrocious. She's what from the insiders are saying she's lazy, she doesn't want to do the work, she's nasty, her staff is leaving. Um, so they're gonna the push, most okay. So they, they got they're gonna push her out the door. When they push her out the door, they want to replace her with Hillary. They bring in Hillary, Joe Biden steps aside before they can impeach him. Look, if the national Enquirer is able to find 3.8 billion dollars in, in 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 bribe money. That's going to go public. They have an impeachment hearing. It it, it destroys the Democratic Party because it's going to show just how corrupt they are. They cannot allow that to happen. So they know Biden cannot be president on Election Day 2022 and certainly not on January 1st, 2023. So their plan is let's get Kamala out, slide Hillary in, let's get Joe out, bring in Michelle Obama. Now we have a popular Democratic ticket Hillary Clinton, Michelle Obama, all the women, all the minorities, you know, in theory. And now if they now now if they move towards election fraud, it doesn't seem nearly as obvious because they're going to be able to say, well, I know people hated Joe Biden and they hated Kamala Harris. But now they love Hillary and they love Michelle. And that's why we were able to, you know, keep the house.
0: Correct. Correct. Of course, the only thing that that, that they need to factor in there is Hillary's got probably more baggage than Joe does.
3: Yes, but she's widely more popular and definitely 100% smarter than Joe.
0: Oh, no question.
3: I mean, Joe Biden has to be one of the dumbest presidents we've ever had.
1: See, and so if he's not running the country, then who is running the country, Mike?
3: Look... He gets on the teleprompter and he says, oh, I, he, he's, he repeats what
1: he's being told in his ear. So who's running the country, Mike? Probably Obama's people.
0: I, I would concur with that, Mike. I mean, you know, Obama made it very clear in one of his interviews. He didn't want another term as president. He just wanted to run the presidency. Right. He's gotten that desire fulfilled
1: with Joe Biden. Yeah, got it. Okay, so, Michael, what can we do so that that legislation does not pass in January?
0: Well, I think what we're doing is, first of all, making sure our first responders are up in arms about it. And they are in New York. Second of all, I think it needs to take a national stage because I don't think there's enough uh, knowledge. There's too much ignorance in the state of New York itself. But I think if you put a national press, this is coming and this is what's next. I believe we'll have prevail and have enough pressure put on New York legislature that they won't pass. it. But then we've got to go to the next step. It's not enough just to not pass and put this behind us. We've got to advance to the next stage, which is election reform. And which is making sure that we provide and have a strong local and state police presence so that we don't have a national police force. And that's of course, the reason why they're going after our local and state law enforcement is they want to go ahead and, characterize them as bad people, get rid of them, create a national police force that their party controls, and then uh, they can disarm the American public and do what they want to from that point on.
1: A national police force?
0: Yeah, it's already started. Uh, if you look in the budget for this year, you'll see provisions in there for the Capitol Police. They have offices, in, two or three offices in Florida and a few of them else around the country, Texas and other places. Now, if you look at the Constitution, and you look at the uh, bylaws, not just within the Constitution, but within congressional executive orders, the Capitol Police are charged with providing protection to members of Congress and the assets there on the Hill while it's in session. That's it. They have no other role. So you explain to me why they need an office in Miami, why they need an office in, in, in Texas, why they need offices across the country. They are being positioned because they demonstrated themselves to be capable of obeying without thinking. They did that on January the 6th. And so they're the force that's going to be designated to be our national police force, and to make sure that every American complies.
1: First time, get rid of their guns. So Mike, predictions now, uh, because we're getting closer. We have a show next week before the new year, but do you have any other pr- predictions right now we're going to see?
3: Well, I, I think people are going to rise up and they're going to start taking action and demand that we have fair elections before this country just goes totally down the toilet? Because if not, we're done. I would agree,
0: Mike. We've got two segments that they have been, that they were trying to control but didn't anticipate the pushback activity. And that's our first responders, and that's the military. Right. Uh, There is a large segment of the military that are saying, hell no, to the vaccine. And they know good and well that if we go ahead, just like with with the first responders, we can all of us, just get rid of all of us, The country collapses because we are not in a position to to have that many in the military be suddenly removed or that many first responders suddenly removed. So they're desperate. They're trying to figure out any other angle they possibly can. But that's why we have to rally now and get the word out so that the American people rally around our first responders and our military and allow them to feel fortified, to not give in to their positions, that this is a hoax. We will not bow
1: to a corrupt, corrupt government all right um anything else to add mike to this uh well, the that, yeah the evidence is out there
3: the number of people who have had traumatic effects from the vaccine is is just more than people that have died from covid it's unbelievable that they could perpetrate this kind of hoax Doctors have come out and said, wait a minute, we did something wrong with this thing. We got to remove it. It's causing more harm than good. And we're talking about something that's like the flu. That's who you're talking about. It's less deadly than the flu. There's Omicron,
1: no, not like the flu. one you had, not Delta. Omicron is not as deadly.
3: Right. Omicron is not as deadly. So I had. I had Omicron a,
1: is like a common cold. <laughs> right. So
3: what so what are we or what are we what are we forcing people to take vaccines for from something that's that's about as dangerous as a cold because there's an agenda.
0: There is. I find it very interesting, Mike, that uh, before this occurred, we had tens of millions annually dying of the flu. Right. Suddenly you had yeah. COVID-19 and the flu went away. Yeah. I mean, yeah. nobody died now they're the saying the
1: flu's back again. That's funny, too. Oh, OK. The flu's back. You got to watch out and get your flu shot, too. It's all about big money. And I don't think you guys are going to control – anyone's going to control this. And this is my take. And this is great we have platforms like this, which you can't go on again. Uh, YouTube anymore It has to go on my Vimeo channel. Make sure you guys share my Vimeo channel as well because uh, yep. my YouTube channel will, will get knocked down again. But the fact of the matter is – that we can speak out. It's great. It's our role. Uh, it's until we go to jail, right? Uh, Till we go into a concentration camp that their goal is going to control because money controls power. So the only thing is you have to implore the Republicans to say, are you allowing yourself to become Europe just for, to, to deepen your pockets? How many Republicans right now are making money? I think Donald Trump is. That's my take. And I think that he's the sheep for it. So you, if you really want to transform society you really don't want these things to happen don't be this person who just allows everything to happen because of fear or because of status quo because if we allow status quo we're going to be exactly like europe and our rights will be gone forever and history has shown that over and over again so it's up to so implore the people who are republicans to save themselves that are running the, our public office. So you're not just, just kind of handshakes with Biden just to get paid because at the end of the day, it's all about money, Mike. Or wouldn't the cartel not be in Mexico anymore? The cartel wouldn't be in Mexico anymore if it wasn't about money. It's all about money and that's what's happening with this. And we continue to say these things and hopefully people in power will not allow this to happen and make our country look like Europe. And if it does, our rights are over forever,
0: Mike. And Mike, right? I agree. I, I think you know we have to let the American people know the urgency. It's not just a matter for debating. We have to have action. And I've given them very clear cut ways. Make sure that you let your first responders know you're behind them. That's right, sure so your military knows you're behind them, especially those that are fighting the vaccine. And make sure you're armed and you let people know it. I right? there's nothing there's nothing shameful. We have a second amendment to let people know. I am prepared to defend freedom whatever the cost.
1: Okay, guys. Anything else? WinningTaxSolutions.com, MikeVilardiBooks.com for Mike Velardi. And Michael, where can we connect with you? Is there any place? Please. Our charity
0: site is InvestUSA. That's I-N-V-E-S-T-U-S-A.org. It's charity.org. And there'll be a litter of things they can do to help make America free with law and order once again. Okay.
1: Thanks, guys. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you. All right, Merry, Merry, Christmas. Christmas to Merry Christmas, you guys. Merry Christmas, you guys. Talk to you next week, Mike. See you guys. Bye.